The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, there's no substitute for a healthy, sharp mind, and today we'll let you know how to keep your brain in tip-top shape. Plus, later we'll tell you what's going on around town. But first up, as we age, our brains need added stimulation to keep them firing on all cylinders. And today we're going to discover new ways we can help our brains function. Here to help us is Mushroom Wisdom's VP of Education and Research, Mark Kaler. Mark has been involved in the natural product industry for over 30 years, including retail, manufacturing, formulating, and private practice. He studied a variety of traditional healing approaches, including Eastern and Western herbalism, natural medicine, nutrition, and shamanism. Mark brings an eclectic perspective to the conversation with an emphasis on education and a truly holistic orientation. And we welcome him to the Mother's Market Radio Show. Mark, how are you? I'm doing great. It's good to be here. Thanks. It's great to have you. Why don't you fill our audience in a little bit on your mission and your work before we get to the show's topic? Yeah, actually, that's a good question. What my mission is, my my mission is to reorient, I think, the way we look at health and healing, to move it away from really the healing process and bring the process to health. Uh, and I would say even take it further. I use a, a phrase called radiant health. Mm. Uh, I think many of us settle for walking around in a fog, uh, not living our optimal lives, uh, not fulfilling our our fullest physical and mental, and I would even argue physical, or, or I'm sorry, spiritual uh, selves and things. So uh, to me, it's about letting go a lot of the toxins, the trash, the burdens, the stagnation, uh, opening things up, uh, nourishing the body uh, and spirit in such a way uh, that we can really be the best, you know, me I can be, you can be the best you you can be. Uh, so my mission really is to get us to start looking at health and healing uh, in a completely different manner, not waiting for the things to break down, not waiting for disease, uh, not even focusing on disease, but focusing on how I can be the best me. I like that. Well, today we are talking about brain health. And so let's start by asking you, please tell us a little bit about the issues and the difficulties related to brain health. Yeah, the brain is complicated in a number of different ways. One is it sits in this little protective barrier called the blood-brain barrier, uh, and it doesn't like a lot of things to get into it. It's designed to protect it. It's got the guards up. Uh, so to get into the brain and to affect it is actually a fairly tricky process. Uh, and unfortunately, there are certain toxins that have been put out there, particularly the pesticides and things that we uh, use in our yards, we kill bugs in our house, we use in our fields. Uh, they cross the blood-brain barrier, and they're very toxic to the nervous system. And that's exactly what they're designed to do as far as the bugs and critters out there that, it, that they're trying to kill. But the brain is also a very complicated process because... Uh, it's got billions upon billions upon billions of connections. Mm. There are all these little cells, and each cell can have up to 10,000 different connections. There are, I, I don't know, something like 100, different, 100 billion cells in our brain, each one with 10,000 connections. And you can imagine, I, I don't even know what the math would be on that, the interconnectedness of, of just 100 trillion or more uh, interconnections that are going on in the brain. Uh, so that makes it very, very difficult because it's so interactive, so connected, just within itself. And that, you know, doesn't even include all the connections that it has to everything that's going on in our body. You know, we now know there's a relationship between the good bacteria in our digestive tract and brain health. Uh, we know there's a close correlation between cardiovascular health and brain health. Uh, there are cells in our brain called glial cells, which they used to think were just kind of there. They didn't have any purpose. And now we find out they're part of the immune system, particularly the immune system for the brain. Uh, so the brain is a very complicated, very interactive system, and obviously very uh, affected by 
thoughts, what we do, choices we make, you know, how we go about looking at things, you know, moods, those dramatically can affect our brain. Uh, depression actually increases inflammatory processes in our brain. Uh, anxiety can do the same thing. They can cause misconnection. They can cause tangles in our brain, literally like knots in, happen in our brain. Uh, neurons can die. Connections can become poor. Uh, you need to write neurotransmitters doing the right thing and then turning off when they need to turn off. Uh, so there are a lot of processes that are going on. And the simple fact is we just don't know a lot about the brains. You know, uh, certainly uh, neuroscientists can up there and talk for a while, uh, but we know uh, less than what we don't know. Uh, and that makes dealing with the brain a very complicated process. And you're right. It's, it is fascinating to see how you can um, untangle that brain and how to retrain our brain, I suppose. Um, um, so I think this is a, a great topic. What, what are some of the supplements that may be helpful in maintaining brain health? Yeah, there are a number of things you do. You know, ginkgo is probably the most popular and widely used one in this country. The interesting thing about ginkgo, though, is ginkgo really is more of a cardiovascular herb than it is a brain herb. Hmm. And the reason it's beneficial and supportive for the brain is because it increases and improves blood flow to the brain. Hmm. So ginkgo is going to work for people with the brain uh, if they have poor substandard blood flow to the brain. Uh, signs of, of that would be, you know, people would tend to have cold hands and cold feet, you know, poor peripheral circulation. You're probably also then going to have poor circulation to the brain. So ginkgo is not something that's going to be particularly useful for most people uh, unless they know they have that poor circulatory process. The other thing about ginkgo is it takes a while for it to work. It takes about a month or so really to get the benefits. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not trying to poo-poo ginkgo because as a cardiovascular herb, it's incredible. It's great for that arterial health, which is really important for cardiovascular health and in the long run for brain health. Uh, so it is good, but uh, again, it's really for probably an older person with, without very good circulation. Hmm. Uh, there's an Ayurvedic herb, though. I would call it kind of the Indian ginkgo, so to speak, and it's called bacopa. Uh, this is an Ayurvedic herb. Ayurveda means science of life. Uh, it's a traditional healing process that's been going on in India for thousands of years. Very, very old medicine. Uh, and Bacopa has long been used for the brain. Uh, lots of studies supporting it, improving memory, recall, uh, just helping overall brain health and vitality. Uh, very safe to use, good long-term tonic. Uh, we've talked before about the value of spices. Uh, rosemary, incredible for the brain. Again, just smelling rosemary will open up your brain, help you with memory. You know, if anybody's going to be studying or even reading for a very long period of time, keep a little rosemary plant or rosemary oil beside you and just take a whiff every now and then, mm. and it'll wake up your brain. Mm. Uh, sage has been used throughout Europe and the Mediterranean region and other parts of the world. A great, powerful brain tonic and a common spice. Uh, turmeric, very powerful as far as its anti-inflammatory actions. And many of the things that cause the degradation in the brain uh, are either caused by uh, inflammation or related to inflammatory processes in the brain. So turmeric is very, very important for brain health. Uh, not necessarily a supplement, but I would include it in here because it's such a powerful uh, food, is blueberries. Uh, a cup of blueberries will do wonders, not just for your brain, but for cardiovascular health, heart health cancer preventative, mm -hmm. uh, but the, the, the flavonoids that are in blueberries are very, very useful, protective for the brain. And that's really we need to reorient. You know, we want to protect our brain so that when we get to 65 or 75, we haven't degraded it. It's not been broken down. It hasn't been attacked by free radicals and inflammation over the years. So it's a very much a, a preventative uh, remedy. And then there's a, a new one, uh, at least a new one to us here in the West, called green propolis. It's a particular type of propolis. Propolis is what the bees line their hives with. Uh, this green propolis comes from the southeast corner uh, of Brazil. 
uh, and it's shown to have a very uh, neuroprotective, meaning brain protective, neuron protecting action to it. So these are all things that I think are really useful and wonderful to use long term to just you know uh, protect the brain so it stays functioning properly, it stays at peak health, uh, it doesn't create lots of problems and issues and things for it. But then there are you know things you can take that supplement the brain on a day to day basis: acetyl-L-carnitine, uh, phosphatidylserine. Uh, GPC. These are all things that kind of nourish the the processes and the neurotransmitters, those chemicals that are responsible for uh, communication with the brain. I think those are all really, really important. Uh, and again, not necessarily a supplement, but you got to manage your stress levels. Mm. Uh, so important for brain health, clarity of thought, memory, uh, long-term brain health. Uh, find some way to reduce your stress levels. I'm a big fan of the power of breathing, learning to breathe from your diaphragm. Uh, if you learn to do that, you can lower your stress levels in one, two, or three breaths. It's free. It's available to you at any time. You, know, you can be sitting in traffic here in Southern California. Just take a couple big diaphragm breaths and just relax and let all that stress go. But obviously, there are lots of other lifestyle choices you can make that can help that. Um, exercise, they say, too. But, yeah, I like that breathing. I have a 15-year-old son, and I keep saying, breathe. It's going to be okay. <laughs> but I know in Southern California with traffic and everything, it, it does. We all stress out. Um, what I, I've heard a, a new mushroom. It's called lion's mane that has demonstrated some intriguing potential for brain health. What is, what is that? Yeah, lion's mane is a mushroom that probably most of us aren't familiar with. Uh, it was consumed the food in, in, in Asia where it grows naturally. Mm -hmm. It's a very unusual looking mushroom, so I'd encourage everybody to go online, look up lion's mane. Actually, look up lion's mane mushroom because you don't want to picture a lot of pictures of lion's mane. <laughs> okay. uh, you want to look up lion's mane mushroom. It's a, a white spiny mushroom. Uh, it is edible. It has a seafoody kind of flavor to it. Uh, it's fun to cook with if you ever get a chance to do that. Okay. Uh, but it's a traditional mushroom that's been used, again, uh, as a food. But in traditional Chinese medicine, they use it as a qi tonic. And qi is life force, energy. Uh, it's what animates us. It allows us to move, to think, to process, to metabolize. Uh, that's what the Chinese called qi. So lion's mane was said to enhance that overall qi. Mm. Uh, it was also a really wonderful remedy to, for chronic uh, digestive issues. Uh, so it's not for, okay, you know, I ate a little too much for lunch. I need to take a little lion's mane. I'm going to fix that. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work like that. For that, you use something like digestive bitters. Uh, but for long-term, people who have chronic issues with the digestive tract, lion's mane is a really wonderful traditional remedy for that uh, digestive health over a long period of time. Mm. Uh, what happened, though, is for some reason, and I, I still can't figure out today why, someone, some researcher decided hey, I want to try lion's mane for brain health. And it was based on some research that occurred in 1983. Uh, researchers uh, took a woman who had uh, full-blown, uh, um, I'm sorry, full-blown dementia and Alzheimer's. Uh, and what they did is they actually pumped a substance called nerve growth factor, which is a naturally occurring chemical that our brain and central nervous system produces. It's the repair mechanism, the repair signal for our, our nervous system. So they pumped this nerve growth factor directly into the brain of a patient with amyloid, I'm sorry, with, uh, with, with really full onset dementia. And what they found is that they were able to, for the first time, I think, reverse the development of Alzheimer's disease. And Tell me again, what did they pump it? What they is pumped it? in nerve growth factor. Nerve growth factor. This is a naturally occurring something that the brain produces, just not necessarily enough of it to reach these levels. And when you get older, we may not be producing as much of it. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem with that is, first of all, nerve growth is really, nerve growth factor is very, very expensive. I think it runs something like $100,000 a month if you want to use it. Wow. Uh, so obviously you can't really you know, use it. It's not an affordable remedy. We're not going to find wow. it on the shelf at Mother's or anything. 
Um, so what they wanted to do is find something that would actually stimulate that nerve growth factor. Uh, the other problem with pumping it into the brain is you have to drill a hole into the skull. you got to pump nerve growth factor directly into it. Mm-hmm. Eventually that hole is going to get infected and that infection will end up killing the person. So again, they needed to find something that would cross that blood-brain barrier that would get it beyond you know, the, the brain's protective uh, barrier get into the brain and stimulate nerve growth factor. And again, for some reason, some researcher just said, hey, let's try this mushroom called lion's mane and see if it does this. Uh, Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal, to provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. The first of its kind comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. Behold, that's what they found. They found mm-hmm. that lion's mane is able to cross the blood brain barrier get into the brain and stimulate this nerve growth factor, which has this really profound impact uh, as far as, you know, what happens with the brain, as far as how the brain ages, uh, and then as far as that buildup of, of amyloid plaque, which is very, very important in the process. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's interesting. Um, wow. Well, we can talk about, we're going to continue this conversation. Right now, we have to take a quick break, but uh, stay with us. More from Mark Kaler in just a moment. Welcome back to the Mother's Market Radio Show. And we want to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click on the link for radio and listen to past shows, plus download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with Mark Kaler, and we're talking about brain health, and this has been so interesting, Mark. Uh, we kind of left off talking about lion's mane, mushrooms. Let's talk about the research. Yeah, there's actually a growing body of research that's been done on it to show that it actually has you know, this effect in the body. You know, it's one thing to do this lab study, uh, do a rat study, show that it actually stimulates nerve growth factor, that it has these things in a lab or in these clinical or non-clinical settings. Uh, it's another thing to go out and actually do it and pl- place it in a clinical setting, use it on real people, use it on people who have been diagnosed with dementia or showing signs of it. Uh, and that's one of the nice things about it. In the last few years, there have been five or six studies on lion's mane uh, and a particular extraction of lion's mane called amylobin 3399, which is much stronger, uh, much more effective for it. But initially, the studies used uh, lion's mane either in a soup uh, and uh, of all things, they made a cookie out of it, a lion's mane cookie. So really? <laughs> I, I don't know what that would taste like, but it's a you know seafood cookie. It just sounds oh a little goodness. kind of strange to okay. me. Um, but they found that uh, when they gave it to people uh, who were older, having some memory issues and things like that, hmm. that it basically enhanced and improved their overall quality of life. Hmm. Um, the next thing was, was to try to find something that would take it to the next level. Uh, and that's where they found a series of compounds in the lion's mane mushroom, one called hericinones. Uh, and the other called actually amylobin. Uh, and these are the compounds that seem to be most biologically active. And they developed a product called amylobin 3399. And they've now done, or we've now done three clinical trials on it for Alzheimer's and dementia. 
We see improvements in memory, uh, mood, balance, perception, wandering was even studied in one of them, uh, quality of life, functional independence. Um, we're all improved significantly. And pr functional independence is basically all those things we take for granted. Yeah. Uh, knowing my toothbrush is my toothbrush and this is how I use it, my car keys are my car keys, how to tie my shoes, how to dress myself, all those types of things improved really dramatically when they were given uh, the amylobin 3399. So uh, it's really nice to have this natural remedy that is extraordinarily safe, long history of use in traditional Chinese medicine, um, that now has you know some really amazing and really promising research on it uh, for brain health, uh, prevention, treatment, uh, memory re uh, memory recall. Uh, I even like it. Uh, I, I think it has an overall memory enhancing quality to it for anybody and everybody. Uh, we have not done any studies on it to date, but I can say for myself, every time I take it, I'm a little quicker, I'm a little sharper. You know, I can remember what was the name of that person or the name of that show or who was in whatever it was. Uh, those things just come back to me a lot quicker. And, you know, I, I'm aware of placebo effects, so I gave it to probably 30 or 40 people, all under the age of 40, so no one would have dementia or Alzheimer's uh, at that point. Uh, and everybody said the same thing. Within the first one to three days, they just felt a little sharper, quicker, uh, more alert, more on the ball. So I think it has some potential uh, for the general public as well, uh, but really, really important for this disease, uh, which we call Alzheimer's, mm. uh, first and foremost, because we really don't have treatments for it. Uh, Western medicine can maybe slow it down a little bit, maybe help with quality of life a little bit, uh, but even then it's really a shot in the dark whether it's going to be effective or not. So to have a natural remedy uh, that the clinical research is showing such extraordinarily promising for such a serious and such a difficult imbalance I think is really, really important. Uh, and, you know, people need to think about this early rather than later because Alzheimer's disease is not a disease that you catch. It's not like a flu bug or anything like that. Uh, studies are really clear that Alzheimer's starts developing in the brain uh, decades before, so 30, 40 years before it actually shows itself, uh, Alzheimer's or related actions are happening in the brain. Uh, so uh, again, this is definitely a case of the sooner you start taking this, the better. Uh, if you know you're at high risk, if it runs in the family, mm -hmm. uh, definitely do it because you know there is a genetic element to uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, but it, in my mind, you know, this is such a, a difficult ugly, hard disease uh, once it gets fully manifested. Uh, to me, this is one of those things, you know, it's, it's not an ounce, of, is, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Right. This is an ounce of prevention is worth five tons of cures mm -hmm. because once it shows itself, once it rears its ugly head, uh, it's extraordinarily difficult to treat, whether it's naturally or, you know, with pharmaceutical medicines. Uh, so in my mind, prevent it, do everything you possibly can. And uh, I think the amylobin 33.9 really fits into that uh, uh, quite promisingly. You answered a couple of my questions as you were speaking, and that is, at what point, yes, do you start taking it if it does run in your family, and, um, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth that um, that cure. Um, so w are, are there any side effects to this? I mean, it is, it's, it's, it is an herb, right? So I Yeah, it's a mushroom. It's very safe. It's a food, again, that's been consumed for a very, very long time. We know of no negative side effects. Uh, it's a very, very, very mild blood thinner. So if someone is on blood thinning medications, you know, you know, just be aware, uh, be attentive to that. 
but it's not nearly as blood thinning as things like ginkgo or vitamin C and things are. So uh, it tends to be extraordinarily safe. Okay. Uh, the one caveat I would add is lion's mane, the mushroom, as I talked about before, because it's a digestive chi enhancer, because it increases our digestive system, you don't want to take it at the same time you're taking a pharmaceutical because it may increase absorption of those pharmaceuticals. Mm. Um, that being said, you do want to take it with your natural remedies because it may enhance the absorption of those. And those are things you do want to enhance the absorption of. So uh, just be careful what you take it with. Okay. And make sure you're talking to somebody while you're doing that. Wow, this is this is great information. What um so the you've talked a little bit off um about that the research on the thirty three ninety nine, um, how how long has it been around? Yeah, well, the lion's mane mushroom has been around a long time, you know, as a food. Uh, medicinally, though, this is a fairly new medicinal substance, particularly as it relates to the brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the interesting stories with it, and I, and I think kind of a sad story that's associated with it, apparently a pharmaceutical company got interested in lion's mane a couple of decades ago uh, for possible use with Alzheimer's and dementia. Apparently, they did a ton of research, showed some real positive results with it, well, what do they need to do? They need to create some sort of synthetic version that they can patent and they can only have. And they couldn't come up with anything that was as powerful as the lion's mane and the amylobin product. Uh, so they just basically dumped all their research. They just locked it away. They won't let anybody have it. Uh, and this is something that they knew for several decades. And to me, it's kind of shameful mm. that you would have this research out there and available. that could have a profound impact on people's lives but you don't want to hand it out because you can't commercialize it in a suitable way. I mean, you have it, why not share it? Right. Uh, but the research on the brain really is over the last uh, eight to 10 years. Uh, so it's a really new process, new discoveries, uh, and we're finding really new and intriguing things about it uh, on a yearly basis. So uh, beyond, just am- uh, beyond just Alzheimer's and dementia. Um, the other actions that the lion's mane mushrooms have demonstrated. I mean, this sounds like another super, just a superfood, a super... Absolutely. And this is where we're discovering new things because they're starting to explore other avenues. Mm -hmm. There have been now two studies on it for uh, sleep apnea. Really? Showing improvements of overall sleep quality, um, showing oxygen levels stay more consistent, um, showing that they wake up fewer times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Believe it or not, in the study, they actually measured snoring the number of times you snored and the volume of the snoring. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine someone sitting around all night watching a graph of someone snoring, but, you know, that's what they did. And they found that, uh, you know, the amylobin 3399. And again, I want to emphasize it's the amylobin 3399, not just a simple lion's mane that is having these, uh, that is being used in these clinical studies, showing these benefits and having these effects. Uh, but it had a really profound impact on sleep apnea. And sleep apnea is much more uh, common, much more widespread than I thought could be much more profoundly impacting. I think most people think sleep apnea, oh, so you snore a little bit, that type of thing. But literally, you're talking about cutting off oxygen to your brain for periods of time, which can be deadly. Sleep apnea has the potential to kill us. Uh, but then interferes, you know, with overall health, it, uh, interferes with the brain function, uh, overall uh, energy levels, um, immune function. Uh, so sleep apnea has a far-reaching impact on the, on the body. Uh, the newest research, though, is, is research that uh, literally I get goosebumps when I actually see it. We've now done a number of case studies with schizophrenics wow. uh, using the amylobin 3399. Uh, in fact, uh, at Expo West, we had a researcher come over from Japan who was the researcher who worked with these individuals and used the amylobin 339 for schizophrenics. And just one case study, I'll mention an example. This is a, a young man, or he was young at the time. He was diagnosed, I think, around the age of 18. Uh, 35 years he lived his life as a schizophrenic, uh, hearing voices, seeing things, not able to function, not able to interact, uh, sleeping a good part of the day, 
Uh, he was drinking something like two and a half, three gallons of water a day. It was kind of his uh, addictive behavior. Uh, just really no life. Uh, really never left his room. Uh, barely left his bed. Uh, just a, a dreadful existence. And uh, this researcher put him on the amylobin 3399. And literally in the matter of two months, he started getting active, uh, started getting motivated, started looking forward to the day, uh, started interacting, started going to the community center. Uh, j- just an amazing, amazing story. And I saw an interview with him. And when you see him interviewed, it's incredible. He's animated. He's making jokes. Mm. And he's talking about how profoundly this was impacting on his life. But if you saw him, uh, even though he's speaking in Japanese, you don't know what, need to know what he's saying because he's just alive. Uh, he's involved. He's looking forward to tomorrow. There are things he wants to do. Mm. Uh, you know, what amazing, powerful, powerful gift they gave to him. And again, who would have thought, you know, uh, this little, simple, edible mushroom uh, would have an impact, again, on a really serious disorder. You know, Alzheimer's and dementia, not really treatable. Mm-hmm. Schizophrenia, they don't really treat it particularly well. Some of the medications for schizophrenia literally can kill you. There's actually a disease named after the side effects that are associated with the drugs that are used to treat schizophrenia. So the options out there are not particularly good. And to have something that's extraordinarily safe and work in a very quick manner uh, to, to me, is just amazing. And he's now talked to a couple other uh, psychiatrists to start using it. Uh, so we now have 10 case studies all confirming, you know, amazing benefits, uh, in this case with schizophrenic, and now, you know, a handful or so with people with uh, varying degrees of anxiety and depression as well. Our brains are so fascinating. And so it's almost as like the awakening where this schizophrenic person was, uh, you know, in another wor- world in a fog. And then all of a sudden with this Amelin uh, 3399, it just woke him up in a way. Um, but our brains, it must be so fascinating with all kinds of, with, um, with the Alzheimer's, with the dementia, with, I don't know, with the, if migraine studies too. I don't know if it's touched. They haven't done anything with migraines yet. Migraines are a slightly different situation because they're caused by so many different things. Mm-hmm. You know, stress migraines, some things are, I think, set off by foods. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're inflammatory processes. Uh, certainly, I think it would be a useful remedy for people to use over the long run. Because, uh, you know, while we think of migraine just associated with the pain, but if that pain is going on, there's other things that are happening in the brain, particularly inflammation, which is damaging, which is, you know, messing up the works in the brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anything we can do when there's any sort of brain damage, I think that's really useful. Also, physical traumas where there's nerve damage associated with it. Uh, you know, we hear a lot about football players and brain injuries. Yeah. I think this would be an incredible remedy for football players to get oh, on. Yeah. Uh, anybody that's been a car accident uh, uh, at Expo West, I talked to a number of people uh, who had had falls or banged into something that had serious concussions. Definitely, I think, a wonderful and promising remedy in that regard. Uh, I've used it with a couple of people who have had peripheral nerve damage, either from surgeries or injuries. Uh, and while it's a slow process, they see a gradual improvement over time. Uh, one case study, in, or one specific individual had had a nerve severed in his hand, and doctors basically said, hey, learn to write with your other hand. You know, there's nothing we can do about it. It's never going to get any better. Uh, he went on the amylobin 3399. Uh, in the space of about six to eight months, he's now writing and doing most of what he could have done before with his hand. So any sort of nerve injury, uh, nerve trauma, I think it shows some promise there as well. Wow. Well, very. this is promising information, and I think uh, all around, I think uh, we have a lot to look forward to. Thank you very much for your time, Mark, and um, some great advice. And again, we appreciate your time. Uh, get more information with Mark and on his website, mushroomwisdom.com. And what did you say your other... Um, your weather, other. There's a, another website called bioupdate.org, which has a bunch of medicinal mushroom research. And then my personal website is path to radianthealth.com, and I write on basically radiant health and health and healing in general. 
Perfect. Well, you can learn more about all of those. Thank you for sharing today, and uh, we look forward to having you on to our next visit. Thank, Thank you, you. Always a pleasure. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Mm-hmm.